episode number three of Canadian Hustlers. Today we are here with Julie Brenneman from the Morgan Center. Uh, she's uh, owner and broker there. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, so what, what is it you do? I'm a mortgage broker with the Mortgage Center. Um, so principal broker with um, approximately nine offices around Ontario as well as over 30 agents that okay. work as brokers. Cool. Uh, I'm a mom to a 14-year-old son. Oh, so you're a working mom. That's I am a, a working that's, mom. That's, that's, always, yeah. that's always busy, right? Yeah, so it's so. just my son and I, and um, right now we're living in Woodstock. Okay. And uh, that's where my main office is. And you go to your main office mostly, or you go yeah. to office to office? Yeah, or? well, I do do some work with the other, other owners as well, and um, do some training. Um, okay. But, uh, and we try to have team meetings every couple weeks, and whichever location suits, but um, yeah, it's primarily I'd be working out of Woodstock. Okay, and I know when we met, we met for lunch there, I think mm -hmm. it was four, three, four months ago, yep. and you said you were going to do speaking events? Yeah, so I do, um, just since February, I was, I've been representing the Canadian mortgage industry, um, doing um, just training other agents at their conferences, so yep. I've been going all over Canada doing that, so it's about a week a month that I would go um, to different provinces. So this weekend I'm off to Banff and a couple weeks I'm in Nova Scotia. Almost like so a vacation. It's a tour. <laughs> it's not cool. a vacation. It's it's you're speaking all the time, but yeah. um, but it's it's great because I've been able to meet a lot of really good connections and it's now it's like having a whole broke brokerage of like thousands of brokers in your back pocket if you have yeah. a question about something or if you don't know where to place something. So that's cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Nice. Um, another question about that as well. Um, I was creeping your Facebook and it said you were emceeing an event there the other day too. Uh, oh, at the at, yeah. So I I have um, I'm part of the women in the mortgage industry. Okay. So um, it's a group of female brokers from across Canada, and they have events. Obviously, they have the conferences, and then they have um, other events that the women. It's not just women that are invited, but it's primarily that Facebook group. Yeah. And um, so they had me speaking at a couple of those. Um, so the speech that I did there was basically just about how I started my career and about being a mom and also being, being a, a career mom. person. Yeah. Um, yeah, the one I present to the entire industry is about hiring an assistant. Okay. So basically I'm training other assistants on how to hire help so they can grow their business faster. So what? what's, what's the premise behind hiring an assistant? Um, well, for me it was because I became a single mom Yep. And I was not having a lot of time with my son. Okay. And I found myself working a ton of hours and always being stressed out. So, um, I, but once I hired help, I was able to grow my business even more. So to the point where we have three now, three assistants. Oh, but, wow. So, and I'm still, yes, I still work a lot of hours, but I'm a lot happier because I don't have to, because there's always someone there that I can delegate to. Yeah. Um, and be able to more so hands on. stress relief. Yeah, happens. well, I got my life back, right? Yeah. Like, I'm still you very can, involved. You can schedule but, your life more, your phone yeah. doesn't stop. You have, yeah, and you have all these people calls. that can help, right? Because yeah. like, you're not the only point of contact. Yeah. So, you know, when it was just me, people were getting frustrated because there's only one of me. Yeah, and, and they, they get, get back in time. 15 of them, right? Yeah. So, so this way we can have a really quick response, and if I'm not available to send something in, then there's, you know, a couple other people that can do it for me. Okay. So, yeah. so they're always getting the service that they deserve instead of yeah. having to wait for me to 
come home from my son's baseball game. Or yeah, whatever. to reply to it. Yeah, and you're, you're, exactly. You're a slave to your phone. I, I do yeah. notice that too, and I'm yeah. actually looking into getting the system myself a little yeah. bit. So because it's I wake up in the morning and it's like emails, yeah. messages, yeah, exactly. and then I'm like, okay, let's get this out of exactly. the way, and then I start the <laughs> yeah. day, and it's actually the wrong way to do it. Right. But, supposed to you know first start your day and then look at your phone but it's just yeah well i'm guilty of that too like we're all like our business is one of our babies right yeah so um and we don't we want to make sure everybody's happy but at the end of the day you know you you either have your business or your family but you can have both right yeah so yeah it is it is hard to shuffle some days yeah for for sure and being a single mom that would be even harder yeah, I, I can't imagine. <laughs> can't imagine being a single dad right now. That would be a lot of work. Though. Yeah, well, yeah. my son's older, so it's definitely yeah. a lot easier now. When he was younger, I did have a lot more help with my family. Yeah. Thing, but, um, but yeah, it's. I mean, he's he's very aware of what I do, and he's always been very involved in what I do. That's cool. So, so you like he supports you then? It's yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice to have the good. support. I thought the personal support group behind the scenes, right? Yeah, for sure. So yeah. Cool. Why mortgage? Why mortgages? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing I was ever good at. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't put that on camera. <laughs> no, you enjoy um, doing it. Um, why mortgages? Because um, I like to help people. Like I like, it's it's a really good thrill when you can get somebody yeah. their their dream house, and that's why I do residential because people get so excited and they are so enthusiastic. I love first time buyers because they're they don't know a lot about the process and they're always nervous and then they're so excited once everything comes together. Yeah, it's um, way more. Yeah, there's, it's, it's very it's rewarding. A, there's a lot of excitement so, for yeah. yeah. buyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love commercial it. is very boring then. It's just yeah. transaction, transaction. Yeah, and, yeah. so what he, and what he does, he's running around with them all the time. Me, I just sit in an office yeah. and I sit and I figure it out, right? And I meet with them. And right. then when that call comes in, that it's finally through. It's always yeah. really exciting. I meet with yeah. them once or twice, and then yeah. that's that's really all I have to do. Whereas yes. you are running around all the time. Running around, running around, and there's there is a yeah. lot of learning with a first time home buyer. Yeah. They, they, there's a lot of teaching, and I, yeah. I, I I talk to you guys a lot because they yeah. have so many financial questions that yeah. they just keep firing. I mean, I, and I don't know all the yeah. answers, but I, it's nice to have a good yeah. base of it. Yeah. And then I yeah, send them on there, sure. so they. So then you're kind of aware of what's coming. coming yeah, it's really too, good right? for you so. to like that you send them to somebody else with yeah. those questions, just because a lot of people just go off the top of their head or they Google and things change so often. Yeah, right? and it's so easy so, to like, oh, get, get qualif- pre qualified in five minutes. Yeah, oh, I know those yes. and it's yeah, and I know. It's so horrible <laughs> because it's not so, a representation of yeah. anything at all. How's your credit? <laughs> yeah, how's your credit? It's good. Yeah, is and, it really though? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you really know? Yeah. <laughs> Because so, I mean, uh, yeah. you, talk about the, you told me that last time too, like credit karma and stuff like that. Yeah. It's 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 a representation of it, but not a true representation. Exactly. Of it. Like so, it will show you um, some things. It may not show you all things. Even your bank apps that show you your credit score, they may be pulling from like a TransUnion instead of an Equifax or vice versa. Um, the score that that lenders see is is different than what you're going to see in those apps, or if you were to go directly to Equifax yourself. I noticed that um, actually when I got my mortgage renewed. Yeah, yeah, so. it's going to be different. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be similar, but it's but there may be things on there that you might not be aware of, like if you. So I always tell people they're going to get get pre-approved, like if they're planning in like three months, do it now because if there's something that needs to be fixed, we can fix it. Yeah, over three we've got months, time because right? yeah. it's. it's you know, five to ten business days, and we don't always have that. And we want to put an offer in. Yeah. So, and we do help people with that too in our office that fix things in the credit bureau because we have direct numbers to Equifax. Okay. So, 
So if they have something that So they if anybody has if want their credit fixed or if they yeah. they want to have a look at it, they should come talk to you and yeah, you and can we can, help them out we can kind too. of get them. We have clients that we pre approve, you know, three years before or we work with them for a few years to get them to an ADB. So and every six months they come back and apply again and we pull it again and see what's going on and eventually they, that's a really rewarding part. Yeah, eventually when they finally get there, right? Yeah, when they actually do what you tell them to do. It's like me too. Like some clients, they just take more work. Yeah. But that's okay. That's okay. Because some clients go so easy. Yeah. But it just kind of makes up for Yeah. Well, it's Mm -hmm. good because you develop a relationship, right? Yeah. And then... And then if you make... A client that takes a lot of work and you make them happy... Yeah. They tell everybody. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. They tell yeah. everybody. The work you put in gets back, comes back. Yeah, mm-hmm. a thousand percent. It really does. Yeah. So. I think it's like that in any business, really. Yeah. It's, hard, so it's hard to get around though, the credit cards and mm-hmm. Equifax, too, to get them on the line even. It's, uh, yeah, that's why, that's why we offer that, to help with that because yeah. we have direct lines. Um, so we pay a fee to them every month to pull our credit reports for our clients, and then we get direct access to So do they to get somebody. updated? Every month or not necessarily. Or, okay. It depends which creditor it is. Okay. It can take thirty to sixty days for it to update. That's why when I see somebody with a cre- with a phone bill that shows that it's three months late, chances are it was five months late and it just took them three months to update it. Got it. So mm-hmm. okay. so normally by that point it's more than just one month late. Like yeah. 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 So and the lenders know that too, unfortunately. So. Yes. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's a one, 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 two, three. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, even two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it works in my favor because I'm always like, you know, a couple weeks late or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that sort of thing. But um, people who are leaving it for longer, it's definitely not. Yeah, I, I've been in a bad credit situation before, yeah. so I. Yeah. I've seen those twos and threes of mine, and now well, there's also it's... like common names out there too. So yeah. one of the th- things that we see is. Um, you know, people that have similar names, their files get merged with other people's files. Yeah. And um, they could potentially get the problems that. Oh, yeah, because if you have like an uncle and a son yeah. and that kind of yeah. stuff, and they're all the same name, yeah. and then it gets registered to the wrong name. Yeah. Right? The, exactly. loan, the loans are. That can happen, yeah. yeah. And it, it does take a yeah. little while to sort that you out. Had that? I had it with my cousin. Yeah. So my cousin came over from Holland and he stayed with us for a year. He worked yeah. with I'm not sure if you know him. No. Um, he came over for a year and he applied for a credit card. So mm-hmm. we have the same uh, dope nom. Um, the same. Uh, the same yeah. full name. Okay. Yeah. So um, in Holland, the names are like that. A lot of times there's you the, have you have your, like your name and then you have your given name. Oh, okay. So that's. So yeah, my name is Albertus Albert Gukuk, and okay. he had the same. Okay. And he's born in the same year as I am. Oh, okay. He I left, can see where that happened. He left to Holland and. I tried for 10 times to apply for a new credit card at CRBC. Mm-hmm. Could not get it, could not get it, could not mm-hmm. get it. And there was something going on with Equifax and I had to call him, mm-hmm. couldn't get them, yeah. couldn't get a hold of him, right? Yeah. Um, and finally, I just went to BMO. Yeah. And they gave me one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Did you ever get that resolved? I don't think so. It might still be on yeah, your Yeah, you credit. might want to check it out. Oh, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you yeah. might. Because it, it takes be a while to resolve. Like, yeah. But I mean, it, yeah. yeah, like you go talk yeah. to her or yeah, <laughs> yeah. So with us, if, if there's more than one credit file, I can make a call and they'll merge the files together. But okay. for you, some for somebody like a consumer to do it, it would take a lot longer. Yeah, and they'd have well, to sit on the phone on all day for on hold. I know that's why so, I never figured well, it out. Yeah. downtown Toronto. 
I think it is. I actually oh, yeah? went, to, I went to the building once just okay. to see it. Yeah. yeah. And there's like a lineup of people there. Oh, but I think you're almost better off going there in person than you are waiting on the phone unless yeah. you have a direct line. Yeah. yeah. So uh, like any yeah, broker, any broker who pays for that, they have access to the line. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. Like, I mean, we can't do it unless we're physically like pulling your credit ourselves, but so you um, mentioned Equifax. That's the one I dealt with at that time. Yeah. Is that the only one that knows my credit, or how does no, that work? No, TransUnion is the second one. Okay, so yeah. they both yeah they both the they both reports. know, um, but it might be different because not every creditor reports to both of them. Okay. So that's why there can be these situations where people are applying for mortgages, and you know somebody might pull up their Equifax report, and they might have a four hundred dollar loan that's on TransUnion that isn't on Equifax. Unless you ask the client, you wouldn't know about that yeah. if you're not pulling both of them. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, 99% of brokers only pull one, and banks only pull one. Yeah, one or the it. other, that right? Sounds... So Which one do they normally pull? Or um, usually pull? Equifax, okay. but the insurers pull TransUnion. Okay. So it's important to kind hmm. of know what you have on both. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, so CMHC pulls TransUnion? Yeah. Okay, so it's sort of like you can have everything good to go and then CMHC pulls and it's yeah. like, no. Yeah. Okay, so, so that, that might be the Normally there's why. indication, like if, yeah. you're, if, if you're used to reading a credit bureau, you can see certain indications like registrations yeah. on the on the Equifax one. It just won't show the trade line that's reflecting that, but okay. Um, yeah, you, you have to look really good carefully right like it's not something that yeah, jumps I, out I, I just think there's so much education needed around credit yeah. scores there really mm-hmm. is people have yeah. no clue right and I, I mean I have a limited amount of knowledge mm-hmm. on it and I talk to people and they're like wait what there's, yeah. there's just so clueless on it yeah yeah so I think there's yeah. yeah and people think that having no credit is better than having bad credit no and that's horrible too it's the same yeah right? they want to see yeah. two years worth of established credit yeah. two trade lines because if you have no credit yeah. they don't they don't know like they're, they're like well yeah. what they don't know to judge money I don't yeah. know what he's gonna do yeah Makes sense. Mm-hmm. so yeah like normally if we get somebody that has so say they only have one credit card and they've okay. had it for like five years and they have messy payments that's great um, what we can do is we can get, they would have to have their own down payment saved, like 5%. Yeah. But we would also ask for alternative credit. So like rent receipts, um, okay. we would see, I basically would look at a bank statement and I would see what else is coming out of their bank, like a gym membership or yeah. like they'd want to see some sort of consistency. Mm-hmm. If it's a new to Canada person, um, just they want to see rent history, um, a year's worth okay. of that usually. Um, From another country, wouldn't be. Well, they can take an international credit bureau too. Okay. Yeah, but it's quite costly for those, and it's takes a lot. Oh, so you can pull credit bureau from like Europe. Yep. Okay. Cool. Hmm. Yeah, not every country has them. No. Okay, but more established countries. Yeah. Yeah. So, might like Mexico, Cuba, those kind of countries don't. They don't have. Yeah. Okay. Credit bureaus. Same in Holland. Well, they might in Mexico. I don't know. They don't like. Nigeria and stuff like that. Yeah, I can see that. They come over, like, I need a house. Um, yeah. yeah. Gotta establish some credit first. Yeah. 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 We're seeing, like, we've had some Syrian clients, too. They don't, yeah. They don't have credit there, and they don't uh, keep their money in banks, most of them. Oh, no? Because the belief for some of their religion is oh. that, that they keep the money to them, like, they don't put it anywhere else. Okay. Right? And also, so, they don't pay interest. So, it's so hard. So, it's really hard for them to prove credit, because... They have never had it, 
right? Okay. And yeah. they don't generally like to leave it in a Canadian bank because of what their beliefs the are, beliefs, right? Okay. So I didn't, I actually it's not just Syria. Yeah. It's like uh, there's a lot yeah, of Yeah, there's some of the ones. Like I know the, there's other cultures yeah, that they, yeah. they, they don't, so, they're not allowed to charge interest. Yeah, so there there okay. are actually mortgages. I can't remember what they're called now, but there are mortgage providers that, that will do those types of mortgages. Um, and um, it's basically interest paid up it's not interest but a fee paid. a fee paid up front yeah. which, which amounts which, to interest yeah anyway. exactly yeah okay so I can't like remember what they're called I've never done yeah. one before but I know they exist okay I've, <laughs> so. I've never ran into that yeah. actually but yeah. we're not really um, we're not too multicultural yeah right that, exactly so we're not yeah. in Toronto or something yeah like for that, sure so. So, but I have done a couple of Syrian ones. Yeah. And well, they're coming to Woodstock too. Yeah. Like, yeah, they yeah. are. So, and we've been able to get them approved. So. Cool. I know. Mm-hmm. So, what I was asking you was, um, CMHC, they're doing now, I think it was, how, how did that go again? They are borrowing the, they want to give you um, the down payment, part of the down payment. They want to lend you the part of the down payment. Yeah. You want to speak a little more to that? Um, well, there's not a whole lot to tell because they haven't really finalized everything. So, it's a little okay. bit up in the air. Um, they what they want to do is they want to give people that have five percent down. They want to pad it for another ten percent down to save them some money on their monthly payment. Okay. Um, but then like there there's some capital gains that come into play um, when you sell the house and things like that. So right. It's, so they're still kind of ironing out what that looks like. Okay. So when the house um, sells and they get their ten percent of the value back or the, or their initial investment back. Well, they would. What's their plan? I, guess. They I would, know it's not. It's still. Not you would have to claim them in your taxes as like a capital gains, the ten percent okay. of the increase. Okay, but so, then you get to pay yeah. them back. They're too, not. Um, honestly, they haven't given like a whole. Um, they haven't finalized the oh, okay. of that yet, so it's probably not something that I can speak about because of the fact right. that, yeah. that they've they've basically given an, a very very vague outline to the public. Oh, okay. And um, they're. You know, it's, election. It's, it's an election year, so obviously yeah, it's going for the liberals, yeah. right? So yeah, so they were, they're trying to think like of some different yeah. different things. I mean, if you want to know about um, some of the things that I that have happened in the past, I sure, can talk yeah. about that. Yeah, sure. yeah, so the um, the stress test, obviously, that happened yeah. in um, 2017. Just so people don't know what yeah. what is the stress so the stress test. test basically means they had two different phases to it. The first phase was that you had to qualify on the posted rate versus the contract rate. So the posted rate right now, for example, is 5.34. Okay. Um, it's based on Bank of Canada posted rate. Okay. Um, and then the second phase that was introduced um, at the beginning of 2018 was that if you were not CMHC insured, you had to qualify on your contract rate plus 2%. Okay. Okay. So what that meant to borrowers is that they were able to borrow um, but approximately 20% less than what they could have in the past. Okay. So that's yeah. just an affordability thing to make sure that people aren't going house poor. Right, because they were they were they were anticipating increases yeah. in rates and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. kind of been um, difficult in our areas because in Oxford County, the people that are here are not making um, the amount of money as what they're making other places, and the market is going up so high yeah. that we're seeing a lot of the um, younger generation that are coming into housing having to have their parents co-sign for them, yeah. having to put more money down if they can or borrow money from their parents. Um, and that's making it difficult 
for buyers to get in. Yeah. And I know it's still with real estate, it's a feeding frenzy on the yeah. bottom end of it, right? I mean, anything, yes. anything below, in my area, anything below 350 yeah. is just multiple offers and multiple yeah. offers. And, and people are coming from other areas yeah. to buy because they can't afford in their own area where the yeah. prices are so high because their jobs are, aren't paying yeah. enough for them to qualify, right? So we, we've had a lot of you know people that would have qualified. Now they've got to have somebody else go on the deal or, or pay off some more debt or whatever it is. Yeah. Cool. So you have to qualify for a mortgage, but you also have to qualify for insurance. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And, and where does that come from? So they basically mm -hmm. underwrite the borrower based on um, like their their credit score and that criteria. Okay. And then when you get a property, they underwrite um, the property as well. So basically, the insurer is going to say, "Yes, we'll insure this borrower and this property." So what that would mean is that if the borrower defaulted, yeah. that the insurer would pay the lender. Um, back for the mortgage. Okay. So. And what would happen in person to that person itself? So if I buy a house, I don't own anything right now. Right. If I buy a house, I get a insurance on it for whatever mm -hmm. reason. Mm -hmm. Two or three years in, I cannot pay anymore. Insurance will pay, but there, well, I obviously wouldn't be able to stay in that place, would I? Well, so there's a couple different ways. So the, the insurers, um, CMHC and Genworth, they have programs to help people that have had things happen in their life. So, for example, um, you know, if you've had a layoff of your job, they okay. might defer payments or whatever. There are programs as long as you're not, you haven't missed any payments so far. They have kind of like relief programs, yeah. Because they don't—they're not in the business of kicking people out of their house. They would like for them to stay. Um, they got to find a solution. Exactly. Yeah. And plus, if you leave the house, then the claim is going to be made to them, and they're going to pay the entire mortgage off. So they'd wow. rather give you a temporary solution than pay mm -hmm. the entire thing, right? That makes sense. Um, so at, if you just stop paying, and and the lender had to make a claim to CMHC, then um, CMHC could technically go after you. Um, if there's any difference from the sale of the house, yeah, we're not seeing a lot of that now because of what's going on with the market. But um, you know, when it slowed down, you know, a while back, we would see short sales. I see. Okay. Happening. Yeah. And that's got yeah, that's costing a lot of money. Yeah, yeah so short absolutely. Sale. Do you have a short yeah. Uh, explain short Like, sales. sorry, it just means that there's not enough proceeds from the um, legals and the so mortgage. Long. So basically, there's a there's a shortfall, and then they would basically put a judgment on that person for that money. Okay. So in a lot of cases, if you're going to default on your mortgage, you'd end up going bankrupt because then you can go bankrupt from whatever the short amount right. is. Mm -hmm. But and then it's very difficult for you to get another house again. Yeah. So how do bankruptcies affect your credit? Um, so you need to have the rule of thumb is two 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 and two. So okay. two years discharge from your bankrupt, you, you can get a mortgage. Yeah. You have to have two uh, creditors that you're paying. And when I say creditors, we mean like credit cards. Okay. We don't mean like car loans or anything. Cell phone doesn't count either? Uh, no. Okay. So it's, um, I mean, it, it helps definitely, but they yeah. like to see credit cards. And the reason why is because you're going to be showing them that you're using credit responsibly, right? Right. So if you've got something you have to make a minimum payment on and it doesn't just come automatically out of your account okay. then you're showing that you can can use that card and pay it off or use it you know and not go over the limit well, what's right? your what's your like what's your um thought on how much you're supposed to use i have been told that you're not supposed to use more than 70 percent of your credit yeah that's that's right i i usually say 70 75 don't go over that okay um and if you have a card that you're paying off every month hold the balance for one month just so you can get a rating on it 
because if you're paying it off every month and you're not actually, if you've never carried a balance on it, it's not, it's just sitting there, right? Okay, so, so hold the balance, I mean like kind of make the minimum payment and that's yeah, it? Yeah. And then wait a month and then pay right. it off? Because it takes 30 to 60 days for it to um, report on your credit bureau that you had a balance. So hmm. it's, if, you, if you're paying it off every month, it's going to look like you've never used it. Oh, okay. So, I've yeah. actually never done that. Yeah, so just, just, do, just pay interest for like one month okay. just so that you get it registered. Cool. So, hmm. yeah. It's yes. a smart move. Mm -hmm. Any other questions about credit or anything? Yeah, like so that, credit score, is that the most important thing when you apply for It's one of the most mortgage? important things. Um, there's there's a few different um, ways. They're, they're also looking at your income, yep. your job history. Um, so it depends how you get paid, if you're salary or if you're self-employed. Mm -hmm. um, when you're self-employed, there's a whole bunch of different criteria. So can that so. business be taken? In, so I'll, t I'll grab a scenario. Mm -hmm. I moved to Canada three years ago now. Mm -hmm. um, I literally worked for half a year. Okay. And then I started my own company. First I did photography. Okay. Was just self-employed, mm -hmm. um, sole proprietorship. A little bit of video. Then about two years ago, I started with the marketing and okay. I went full in on that. Okay. So. Started with, I started with an incorporation. I still live with my parents at that time. Okay. Uh, yeah, I still live with my parents. So I didn't have any cost, right. you know, nothing. Okay. Like I came to Canada with no money and mm -hmm. the like still today, barely any personal cost. Okay. Um, so the first two years, I was able to bring in $50,000 into the business when I started, mm -hmm. my equipment and this and that. Right. And then you would have to get a payback from the business to you personally. Right, right. yes. Um, but Somehow the accountant said it as a loan, so I wrote down, wrote out a loan to mm -hmm. the company, yes. so the company could buy off the products that yes. I had or the inventory yes. that I had. So the first two years um, made a made a good profit in the company, um, but took a, the accountant got to a point that hey, you got to use that money that you're sitting. Mm -hmm. as a loan that the company still owes you. Right. So they, I, the last two years I made $11,000 right. in the company on paper. Okay. Now the profits in, uh, for personal, mm -hmm. right, that I took out. Um, the company made much more, right. but on $11,000 I am getting a mortgage, right. right? Right. So what would you suggest to do um, there? So you said that you haven't been here for super long. Do you have credit, credits established? Uh, yes, yeah, seven, okay. 60 something okay. like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what you would require is a down payment of 10%. Okay. So they have um, what's called stated income programs. And um, basically what if you need to have 10%, five can be from your own resources and the other five can be gifted. Um, but 10% is what you'd need. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you'd have to, basically what we would do is we would look at your credit and make sure it was good, which it sounds like it is. Mm -hmm. And um, then we would state a reasonable income for your profession. Yeah. So if, for example, you know, you're, you're making, you know, $100,000 and you're claiming 11000 we would probably claim something in between. Mm -hmm. um, and... It's the last year. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> so basically, like, yeah, it would just be, we would state your income and then as long as the numbers work, then you're fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There's still some lenders out there that do it. Yeah. Um, the, the big banks aren't doing it right now, but they have in the past. Um, a lot of the lenders that I have that do allow this um, are... They're lenders that exclusively deal with brokers. They okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You wouldn't be able to just walk in and get it. So. Got it. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. If you don't qualify so, yeah. on the A side of things, mm -hmm. um, what kind? Of, what would? What kind of qualifications are on the B side of things? Like B lenders, what they qualify for, what the rates 
Um, I know you can't speak to Well, yeah, it depends, where the, it depends what the borrower looks like. It depends what the property looks like. So if you're in a larger city center, such as Woodstock, yeah. um, you would need to have 20% down. Okay. Um, and your credit would have to be um, over 500. Okay. And then basically it would be a, a rate probably around 5%. Okay. And then there would be a 1% to 2% lending fee, um, depending on what the credit looks like, depending on how big the mortgage is, that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, and then there would be, you need to get an appraisal, obviously, on the property. And, and, um, and that anything that's on well and septic is um, typically 65% loan to value you can go. Okay, on well um, and septic, you said? Yeah. Okay, and what about in town? Is it still if it's, if it's too, in town, or? it depends which town it is. Okay. Like if yeah, the bigger the city, the yeah, closer, yeah, exactly. So, so less risk, right? We so. do have lenders, alternative lenders that will go to eighty um, in a place like Otterville. Okay. Um, but then the rates are substantially higher because they consider it a higher risk, right, even though right. the pricing is lower. It's just as you get to a lower price, there's not really much left. Well, the market's less too, yeah. right? So the yeah. Demand, the demand will be less. So but the way that the right. lenders look at it is um, they want to have the, an equity buffer there if they have to go power of sale. Right. And if it's like a $200,000 house and you've only got a $40,000 equity buffer, that's not very much if there's much. legal action, yeah, right? Exactly. So that's why it's a higher risk, a higher rate. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Would you ever suggest to anyone to not buy a house, or you would try to get not buy a house? Um, so we had we had this conversation. Yeah, yeah, actually. So ago. so yeah, there are there are people that are meant to be renters and um, have credit issues, and they continue to have the same credit issues over and over again. Um, some of the people that are refinancing and getting to these higher interest rate mortgages, um, they really should be selling their houses, paying off their debt, and they would live so much better because they have so Less much more headaches. cash flow, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you have if you have a sixteen hundred dollar mortgage payment, but then you have like you know two thousand dollars a month in other debt payments, yeah, and you have all this equity sitting there, it makes more sense for you to just sell your house, pay off your debt, rent for a couple of years, and yeah. then buy something, and you'll you know it'll be Pretty a lot more affordable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's like older people that like are approaching retirement because of all the things that happen in our lives that we get divorced, we have split pensions, that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, you know, they don't have a lot of equity in their house, but they do have enough that they can pay off some debt. And if they're paying a higher interest rate, it makes more sense for them to just sell the house, pay off the debts and have a little bit of money in their retirement. Okay. Um, what about for old people? What about reverse mortgage? Um, so we do offer that. Um, what, is that what does that mean? Sorry, what are my thoughts on it? So a reverse mortgage is um, we can go up to 55% of the value of the property. Um, okay. And we can basically pull out money at about 5% um, interest rate, but it's tax-free. So if you have hmm. a senior citizen, and they, don't verif they verify income, but they don't care what you make because okay. you don't have to make any payments on it. Right. Um, so basically it, it just sits on, mm -hmm. it sits on the house and it continues to collect interest. And then um, when you pass, it, the estate would pay it off. That's Got why it. they only do 55%. And they'll only do that for people over 70 that they go to 55. Yeah. Um, so normally if you're in your, you know, 65 or whatever. You should not have to worry about that yeah. for a while. No, yeah. No, 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 no. But yeah. It, it's interesting but to learn about I personally it. think it's, it's a good product um, for somebody who is, um, you know, they're older and they want to stay in their house and they maybe have some debt or, or they, I mean, we've done them for people that 
for example, they wanted to get a new roof on their house, they wanted to buy a new yeah. car, you know, to have that extra payment, that's a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, cash flow is And they use, tight. we also work with financial planners that will encourage their clients to take out these reverse mortgages because of the fact that the longer their investments sit, the higher that they can build. Okay. And then they don't have to pay tax on it, right? Like until they take it out um, on the money. If they're doing it as an annuity, then they can take a salary every year from your house, of, you know, say $20,000. Yeah. Um, I personally would rather my parents have, you know, something to live off of versus giving me the money. Right. doesn't matter to me if I get it. Mm-hmm. You um, don't want to pay now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they're not paying the tax, right? Right. So, it's huge. Um, yeah, definitely. For, hmm. for some people, it is really big. And if they're living, they're, you know, equity rich but cash poor yeah um, you know yeah, it doesn't not? make sense for them to get a mm-hmm. mortgage because they can't make the payments yeah they have no income right so this is mm. it's a good product for them interesting yeah so. how do you as a mortgage broker get paid um it depends that's a question yeah, yeah. it yeah. depends yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, that's a good question. yeah so i get it if it's a regular deal that is like somebody who's you know got good credit going through cmhc whatever the bank pays me um, if it's an alternative deal, um, I do get paid by a lender a very small amount. Okay. So normally, depending on the work that's involved, we, we would uh, charge a small fee and just include that in the mortgage. Um, but I would say 99% of the time, we're saving our clients a lot of money. So a small fee of $1,000 or whatever. That's where the lender fees come into play. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fee. my fee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's pennies to them because they're saving so much money. Right. Um, if they have high interest credit cards and yeah, exactly. all in. Um, and then on private files, so if I, so say you were lending your money to him, yeah. I would charge a broker fee, a strict bro- strictly a broker fee. Which could yeah, you wouldn't to, pay, you wouldn't yeah. pay me, he would pay me. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the lender doesn't pay the borrower pays. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. And the borrower also pays the lender's legal fees. Yeah. So so there are quite a few of private institutions that lend out money for mortgages. Um, yeah, there's mortgage investment companies. So yeah. basically what they would do is they take an investor like you or me and they would um, invest their, you'd invest your money in the mortgage investment company yeah. and they would lend it out um, based on the criteria that they have for their company. Um, or we have investors that want to be more hands-on and they say, okay, so now I'm lending your money to him Mm-hmm. And you, I get you get to see his credit. You get to see his house. Um, okay. You can call him and talk to him, and and you know, you can collect his postdated checks. Yeah. So we have a, we have some consumer direct lenders. Got it. Um, especially in the smaller areas, like there's, um, we see like farmers that have you know sold their houses. Yeah. Um, investing in private mortgages because they've got you know. Money. Yeah, and some consumer, and some consumer direct uh, lenders probably are more involved than others. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like I personally, when I've lent money in the past, it's been through more like mortgage investment companies. Yeah. It hasn't been like I haven't gotten my hands dirty, and I don't want to know the borrower. Like yeah, it's understandable. Yeah. Some um, people don't mind, but some people don't like that. Yeah, yeah. My, mind you, now that I'm in this business, I think I probably would be more involved. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so if yeah, I was now you kind of know, and I have a better idea. Yeah, exactly. For, but right? in the past, yeah. you know, like it's... Yeah, like I, if I had money, the yeah. I, I don't know who yeah. I'd borrow to first. Yeah, I think I'd probably go through a broker. Yeah, Just to sure. feel safer. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. But if you, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. You can make more if you're doing it direct to, to your client. Yeah, exactly. Makes sense. But, um, but the risk is higher. Yeah, like because you're part of you're part of a pool of lenders when you're lending it through a mortgage investment yeah. company. Yeah. Um, so you're you might be investing in five or six different mortgages. You don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, if you have if you have pools of money together, then yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Cool. So a while ago, um, so Alex, I was completely against buying houses, like until about maybe like half a year ago. Okay. You kind of yeah. talked me out of it. Okay. Didn't talk, you put me to, uh, got me to think. Okay. Yeah. Um, so my idea was always, why be 300000 or $500,000 in debt mm-hmm. just for a place to live? Okay. Okay. That, that, that's just something I found very strange since okay. I grew up. Why? My parents lived in Holland. I was like, right. why? Okay. okay. Anyway, so we had this conversation and I was like, what if you suggest to buy a house to rent it out and where you live, you rent? Sure. Could do that. Does that make sense? Like, do you ever suggest to do something like that? Um, we don't see it a lot, but we do see sometimes people in different situations. Okay. Um, you know, especially right now with what the income thresholds are for buying, um, you know, we might have somebody who only qualifies for, you know, $250,000, but they want to have a certain lifestyle. So yeah. So they might decide, okay, well, I'm... I'm going to pay $2,000 a month in rent. I'm going to buy a $250,000 house and I'm going to have somebody else pay that mortgage so I can start building some equity for when I can move to that yeah. $400,000 house. So most of the time when you see it, it's because people want to rent a bigger house than they could actually afford. Yeah, okay. usually. I, but I, would, I would do it the other way. Would you? Okay. <laughs> yeah, like okay. I would live for like 10 years in a $600 yeah. little shed. Yeah, we see a lot of like, uh, <laughs> we see a lot of younger people um, basically buying rental properties when they're living with their parents yeah. rent free, mm-hmm. which I think is really smart um, because then by the time that they're ready to purchase, maybe with a spouse or whatever, yeah. they can now pull that equity out mm-hmm. and they can just start building and building, right? Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I wish that more younger people would get into that because they, if I would have known at eighteen oh, to buy houses, I God, been, I know. And back then the rules were so much more real. I know, I know. I would have bought a house every year. I know, <laughs> and, and it, it's weird because I mean, it was probably possible in probably then, fifteen yeah. years. You know, we're, we're gonna we're say, gonna say oh thing, crap! Yeah. I wish I would have bought yeah. more houses yeah. when I was younger, yeah. right? So. Yeah, they just uh, I know I do know the mortgage criteria just keeps tightening and tightening and tightening. It does. And it it's, does. It's, it's, is getting harder and that's why people yeah. are looking towards private money and beat yeah. lenders and stuff like that too. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why it's so important to have someone that has more than one lender access to them because you know, if we get a no, we go somewhere else. Yeah. And that's right? why it's better to go to you than the bank is what you're saying. Well, we have access to the banks too and I'm okay. not anti-bank and banks have some great products out there. Okay. Um, it's just that we know what they offer because they okay. have access to them. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I've heard some scenarios too where the broker gets a better deal than your own bank. And then the, sometimes. The, and then, yeah. the, then you go to your own bank and you say, I'm getting this percent from your bank. Yeah. And my broker's doing giving me a better deal than you are. Yeah. And sometimes. Right. It depends yeah. what the volume is that you do. Okay. So because we're such a large team, we pool under myself. Okay. So it like it looks like I'm personally doing X amount of million per year. Yeah. But it's me and my entire team. Right. So we have access to better rates. Right, so then we have yeah. more volume. Yeah, yeah more, exactly. More it's all about volume, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, cool. So. Yeah. That's awesome. So do you go all across Ontario, or are you fairly... Yeah, yeah. so I'm licensed in Ontario only. Okay. Um, but you, there's certain provinces that you don't have to be, like you can co-broker with. Um, other agents from like I know I know agents from all over Canada. Yeah. So if I have somebody, I've done mortgages in like Nova Scotia, BC. Oh wow. Um, I just basically co-broker with another agent, 
and then they have their compliance documents for their province and I have mine and then we would just arrange it together, the mortgage. Yep. Yeah, makes sense. So. so how do you get your business? How do I get it? Um, <laughs> well, social media is a big part of our, yeah. our business over the last few years. Um, I also, because I have been in business uh, longer, yep. I have a really large database of clients, so we really nurture the clients that we have. Um, we do get lots of real estate agents that send this business as well. Yep. Um, we do have uh, banks that send this business. Um, I have different contacts at the local banks that, you know, um, if they can't get something done, then they'll pass it along to me. Because okay. at the end of the day, it's more about the client getting the mortgage than who's doing it. Right. Um, and then I, I reciprocate that as well because every now and then there's a scenario that can get done at the branch and I can't, I, I have five other people looking at my deal and they've, you know, they've maybe got a product in the branch that we don't have. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. I'll speak a little more to your social media yeah. outreach. You want to speak a little more about that? Um, well, we have, have a lot of fun on it. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about earlier how I, I don't really get policed as much as um, other industries as far as yeah. when you have a franchise um, they normally have there is compliance but there's basically a guideline as long yeah. as we have our licensing guideline stuff in there we're okay but we can do a lot of really fun things we try to we try to do some stuff for the millennials we try to you know um, have some fun with our advertising do a lot of um, contests yeah. and uh, looking for public feedback on okay. things. Um, we have quite a few people on our social media, so I think that helps. Where can they find you on social media? Um, so we're on Facebook, um, so it's the Mortgage Center, um, okay. Julie Brenneman. Yeah. And um, we're on Instagram. Okay. And we're at the Woodstock Mortgage Center. Okay. And we are on Twitter. I cannot think of our handle right now, but we don't <laughs> okay. do we well, don't we do it ton on we don't do ton on Twitter. Yeah, I, um, I, I tend so. to stay away from Twitter. I, yeah, I, it's it's foreign to me. It doesn't yeah. really. Yeah. I think it's for older people, yeah. which I'm not the youngest either. But it's, well, uh, I have a full time um, marketing person. Okay. Like, so she works in house and she does all that stuff. So I really okay. That's awesome. What are your thoughts on LinkedIn? LinkedIn, um, we did we did some work um, on LinkedIn. Definitely, have improved our our profile. Yeah. I find I don't um, get business from clients there, but I do connect with Other a lot of different business yeah. professionals. Yeah, okay. for sure. Like I don't think I've ever actually gotten a client there, but I've I, but I've gotten to introduce myself to people. I'm trying to think. I haven't got a client off off LinkedIn yeah. either, but same kind of thing. It's yeah. a business platform, right? And but it's, it's also it's really good to have your LinkedIn up to date and um, with your skills and everything. Yeah. And that's because like the amount of times that you can see that a client has creeped you on your LinkedIn yeah. before they've called you to see what your qualifications are. And if you don't have it up to date or if you don't have everything listed, then you know you may not be their first choice. Right? Yeah, I try to go through them every once in a while and comb it and just yeah. kind of make it more up to date, more about who I am now. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, sure. it's, it happens so fast, right? You don't yeah. get back to it for a year and you're like, oh, I'm not doing that yeah. anymore. Oh, yeah. I find that our, our biggest source of business um, that people, when people call me, is they find us on Google because we have a lot of Google reviews. Okay. Yeah, so I'm constantly asking happy clients to leave us a Give review. You, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And, you know, I'm trying to get the feedback that way, and that's. Number one, it's a cheap way to get you to the top of Google. Yeah. So you do Google AdWords at all? Or? No. No? No. Okay. And you paid advertising on social? Um, uh, we do like boosted ads. Okay. But um, we don't, We Google, like 
the ratings are our, our top source. Okay, interesting. Yeah. That's like, cool. Like that's all I'll always ask people local, about right? it. It's very local, right? Or does it come out of more places? Like I, I would assume that all the Google reviews, yeah. the clients that you get through there, yeah. are people who type in mortgage lender. Um, in, in yeah, this usually area. mortgage broker, yeah. Mortgage broker, right? Yeah, and for sure. Show up. For sure. So, um, yeah, we're always asking for that. We Like I text them a link to, to fill it out like yeah. afterwards. So, And, you know, the more positive Google reviews you have too, like if you get a negative one, then it offsets it too. Oh, big time. Mm -hmm. um, because eventually, after you serve thousands and thousands of clients, there's you probably going to be one that's not happy, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, yeah. And you have to review that. Uh, yeah. Is it uh, Uber and what's the other one? There's the, Airbnb? No, no. Oh. Uber, there's Uber. Life. Lyft. Is it, there's Lyft. another uh, taxi service like yeah, that. Lyft. 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 Yeah, so yeah. I, was, I shared some about Lyft the other day, and they said that um, if you do anything below a four star review, mm -hmm. you have to write a review. You can't just give them like a three star. You have to give a reason. Yeah. And okay. I actually, I actually like that, and I wish people yeah. would yeah. do that too. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. people can one star you just because yeah. they don't like you or just something. Yeah. Like or them. like they can just be a competitor. That's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're gonna one star you, you and then, yeah. especially if you don't so, have a lot of people reviewing yeah. you, and you get like ten reviews and you have two one stars. Yeah. Look yeah. Good, right? And always oh, respond to like oh, yeah, reviews, yeah. Like, even if they're negative. Yeah. Um, we have had a negative review. We've had one. Yeah. Um, and. It was a client that we did their income taxes for. Okay. Like years ago, I didn't know who they were, um, and they complained that we didn't have debit in the office. Okay. And we do have debit now yeah. for taxes, but at that time we didn't. Yeah. But it was two years later that they made the complaint. Oh, and wow. <laughs> so I called them. I found their file and I called yeah. them and I said, "If you're unhappy, I'm more than happy to refund your money." Um, you know. I, and did they since take it off? They they, they it changed it to a four star. Okay. And um, so I mean that was. That's that's nice though. That's yeah. Good. Yeah, you have to reach out because yeah. that, that could kill you. Yeah, and actually when he when he changed it, he did put the business owner really cares about you know. Yeah. What her feedback is so. Okay. Like, oh, you just said that you do income tax, so that's another. Yeah, we do, well, yeah. So we have. Okay. I don't personally do it, but but we have an income tax preparer in house. Um, so we offer our clients free tax preparation the year after we do their mortgage. Okay. And then um, we we every year it's a discounted rate, so it's just a way that we can keep in touch with our clients. We can know what their financial situation is if it's changed, if there's something we can help them with, and we do an annual review with that too. Okay, and then you know sure. if they actually start making more money. You well, can, yeah, you, you can yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or a really good move. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. or if we have people who are renting we can say okay you're paying sixteen hundred dollars in rent would you like to see what that would get you in a house yeah so that's awesome yeah yeah so that's it's how very smart i just started doing income taxes when i first got to woodstock because i didn't know anybody here so and i had to pay, pay the rent so i charged yeah. like 25 dollars of return and now we have a full 10 person that does it so oh wow that's yeah cool. that's what worked out so if somebody so, had so some let's say somebody's paying 1600 bucks a month rent and they have no down payment what do you suggest to do with the, to get them to a path of home ownership? Well, it depends. If they have um, good credit, but they have are within a certain income bracket, yeah. there are some programs that Oxford County offers okay. um, and other counties as well. Um, so basically, there are home ownership programs that you can get um, money that you for 5% to put down. Okay. It's, it's up to $10,000 in Oxford County. Right. You have to buy a house um, under a certain amount. I think I believe it's around 260 now. Okay. And um, they'll give you that $10,000. And if you stay in the house for 20 years, you don't have to pay it back. But if you stay less than 20 years, then you would have to pay back a portion of it. 
Um, right. So, but, it's but like a yeah, yeah, but it gets you in your foot in the door yeah, of the house. Exactly. Um, if and if you make more than what you can for your family threshold, then we also have programs where you can borrow your down payment. So we can help. Like if you you have to have good credit for these programs, right. but. Um, if you have a good enough income, we can get you a line of credit for your down payment, and then it gets you into a house a lot quicker okay. than renting as well. There's not a lot to rent right now, and no, the prices really are so the prices so are tight. atrocious. So yeah. you know, sometimes it will make more sense to do it that way. Yeah. So. Do you get into, ever get into a rent to own? Um, we do have one program that's kind of in the works right now, um, yeah. but it's a very specialized program. Um, it's for people that are more, um, it's, they, they would have to be able to afford considerably more than the average person. Um, so for example, well, this is rent plus the down payment. yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. you've got to, so basically what they charge is fair market rents for the house. And then they have a savings portion as well that goes in like an account to help okay. them with their down payment. Um, but it would be considerably more for. Um, it's more for people that like they really want to get into a house, but um, they don't they don't qualify for any of the other programs. They have to do, you know, some credit repair, but then yeah. um, they don't want to move, right? Okay. So they're willing so to do that. So you're to buy their house. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's a forced savings plan, basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, forced saving might be good for me too. <laughs> yeah. It's good for everyone. <laughs> That's wow. nice thing about it. That's one thing. Like you said, you don't want to buy a house. That's one of the things that. Mm -hmm. Houses is a little bit of a forced savings. Mm -hmm. So if you're not good with your money or if you're not awesome with your money, mm -hmm. it's, you're making a payment every month and it's yeah. going towards something, right? Yeah. And actually I was talking to him too uh, about a week ago and I said, whenever we discussed yeah. it, and I was talking that you can own a home and then you have a secured line of credit so you can actually use the equity that you have to do other things. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you want to speak a little bit about credit. So we have um, a lender right now with a really good product um, that is basically, uh, we use it a lot for people who are buying rentals um, yeah. or have 20% to put down okay. um, because you can only have a line of credit up to a certain amount. Um, so normally it's 65% of the, of the value. Um, okay. But we can go up to 80 if 15% of that is a fixed portion. So basically what we would do is they would do, um, say for example, an 80% mortgage, and then as they pay that mortgage down, it becomes a line of credit, and okay. then they can borrow against that for any repairs on the house, um, or they could borrow against that for a down payment on another rental property. So what you say um, is the more payments we do, the bigger the line of credit Exactly, okay. exactly. Um, yeah. Or you can register it for more than that, and as you build your equity, um, the line of credit can increase. Cool. Yeah. Hmm. So. And they can use that for whatever you want. If you want to go yeah. to Haiti or something, yeah. you can use it for that. I, too, I, right? su I <laughs> suggest that you just save the money to go to Haiti, but <laughs> if you really have to go, you could do you it. You never know. Yeah. 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 But it's good so. that you can take the money out that way. Yeah, yeah for mm -hmm. sure. For sure. Okay. And you don't have to redo your mortgage to do it. Yeah. So. Cool. Hmm. All right. It's awesome. Well, I think that about wraps it up. I mm -hmm. that quite a bit there. Um, yeah. So, there was well, a super interesting episode. I learned a <laughs> shit ton tonight. Um, I want to reconnect. Like yeah, I want to learn way more about this. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening again to episode number three of the Canadian Hustlers podcast. And we'll be back next week with episode number four. Mm -hmm.